0: Like check, one, two. You know what it is, baby. We are back. I mean, back, back. It's the Core Report, gang. Black Broadway presents the Core Report. And we're back in the studio, man. It's been a second. I know y'all been missing out on this, this hot fire podcast content. I'm sure you've been keeping up with the events of the world. Listen, lots of cap. So much cap. But I gotta, you know, I gotta take this first episode, this first day back Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. I hope everybody was doing their thing, enjoying their first week of September. Yo, virtual school is in effect in D.C., and I know a lot of other jurisdictions are going back today or this week. Godspeed and God bless, because this is shenanigans, yo. That first week of virtual learning about killed all of us, so we made it. And I am here live from the cafeteria, classroom, living room, kitchen set. Bomb. Quote report. You know what it is, man. So, uh anyway, like I said earlier, yo, we're doing it a little bit different on this episode because I believe that it's important to do these type of pieces of content to, you know, cleanse the timeline a little bit, man. Cleanse this whole thing out and let people know, like, what, what's the, what this really is about, who I really am, and, you know, how this shit really, you know, works over here. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, I can get on the camera and I can front, like, everything's great in my life and I'm sitting behind my aloe vera plant doing a podcast like I ain't got shit to worry about or I can keep it real and tell you how important this is to not only me but to the people that support this project and how we can support this project even more so it can become important to more people because you just don't know like the education is the only weapon that we're gonna have moving forward y'all It's craziness out here. I know you see what's happening. Like I said, we'll get into that. I hope we'll have some time. We'll get into that. But on this show, stream of consciousness, letting it fly. I still do my notes because, hey, fuck it. Sometimes you got to do notes because I definitely don't want to miss any points here. We got some new pieces of equipment sitting around, too. We're going to get into all of that. We're going to talk about all of that. It's going to be good times. But the first thing, my my thesis statement. In this entire stream of consciousness deal here. It's podcasting is work, gang. Yo, this shit is not easy at all. It is like a real thing, man. You know what I'm saying? And I've been doing this shit for a while. It's it's wild. Sometimes I have to remind myself like, yo, I've, I've been doing it for, let's just say, five years. You know what I mean? But I mean, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. So at the end of the day, I know I got much more work to put in. I got a much longer road to hoe. So I'm just gonna stay at it. You know, I don't know nobody that's been doing a podcast in Washington D.C. longer than me. Remind me if I'm correct. Me if I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I'm not here to toot no horns or ring no bells. I'm here to talk about the reality of this shit. The reality of podcasting is that this shit is hard work, and especially putting out a daily you know, piece of content is like crazy. And in this quarantine time, I've appreciated having the time, having the mental space, having the energy to to know, do these type of things, yo. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, it was great, like to keep me from going crazy with the coronavirus score and all of that. And it's built and it's become something that I've really found my purpose in, I believe. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I believe that this is something that I'm supposed to be doing. Because if I wasn't supposed to be doing it, I probably would have stopped a long time ago because I'm damn sure not getting paid. But that's a whole other topic. What we talk about is the work that it takes to put into this and the, and the way you have to be in a right mental space to do this shit. You can't just wake up in the morning and just say, oh, I'm just going to do a podcast. No, it doesn't work like that. And also with this thing, you know, with the virtual school and all of that coming into play, you know what I'm saying, making sure my son gets well adjusted, making sure my daughter is supervised during the day and making sure that my wife can work and and do her thing. She's teaching, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, I'm holding down all types of, you know, forts in the midst of trying to come up with hustles to keep getting this money because you cannot exist in America without it. So while I'm working, as I say, podcast is work, not getting paid for it, I still know that I, I gotta do it. I still feel obligated. I feel like, yo, when I miss a day, when I'm late on my deadlines, I know that I'm I'm dropping the ball. I feel like I'm disappointing the audience and I do not want to do that. But for a nigga who talks for at least an hour every you know week, three times a week, four times, five times a week, I am a notoriously terrible communicator. I never like to communicate, you know, what's going on with me. For example, you know, like I said before earlier in this broadcast, and if I haven't said it on this podcast, this whole entire show is dedicated to the memory of my grandma, Regina Cortez Lanham. Yo, Riggs Park royalty. Held down Jefferson Street, queen of Jefferson Street. Held down Jefferson Street for over 50-plus years. You know what I'm saying? 645. That's always going to be grandma's house. And, uh, you know, in order to... uh, put all this content together in order to think of the things that you need to think of and do the things you need to do. It's difficult to balance that and balance real life situ- excuse me, situations in the in the crosshairs, but you got to do it because I know that the mission continues. Yo, my grandma would want me to continue what I was doing, what I am doing. So we going to continue what we're doing, but we're also dedicated and, and, Committed to growth. Committed to this shit blowing. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to do it like that, you got to put real effort into it. Yo, my grandpa, her husband, who she finally got to join after, you know, years of being apart. Grandpa held down the fort for years without grandpa. 17, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? Grandpa always told me, anything worth doing is worth doing well. And I feel that. I've always felt that. So, yo, I'm here to do this shit well. So... Doing it well entails giving it my best every time and being in the right space to give it your best. You know what I'm saying? Enough on that. Like I said, this shit is work. We've been rocking since 2015. I guys, I I definitely need to take this moment because I'm so thankful to anybody who ever gave me five minutes of their time to listen to the shit that we was talking about from the living room with my man, Beto Bronson, my brother, Zay, my brother, my brother. When we was on here doing this shit in my living room in my apartment in in, uh, Highview behind fucking PG Plaza, 2015 summer, all the way to the road show when we got with Dion and uh, the whole gang. Dion used to live over there like in Mount Rainier and we used to do shows in her living room. She was such a gracious host and the vibes and the energy was so great. We had great guests. My man Dre, my man Dre all day, man. This guy... Super talented, super dedicated co-host, a guy who really cared about the product, about the mission of Black Broadway, and our dedication to media. is shown by his continued dedication to media, yo. My man is with PGC. My man is a talented musician and just a forever scholar. About this business, man. My brother. To my brother, A.B., out in M.I.A., man. All types of crazy shit. I was on the road at spring break at Art Basel and all that shit. Every time, link up with Av, do an episode of the podcast, hit the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, these type of things happening. Barbershop era. The Mimi era. We can never forget the Mimi era. Mimi was in the building, is always, forever will be in the building from... Are things at the Afro, when we used to just be in the office at the Afro, you know what I'm saying, doing shows, just close the door, to like Eat No Tell, to officially christen in that studio, being the first podcast to set it up. I mean, yo, we've been out here, man. Let's not never forget the Big Chief, the Marvins, you know what I'm saying, all of that. Never forget the Bridge All Nights, the time we got kicked out of Vita Pool and they hated on us, yo. It's podcast history. Like, this shit is all... Real life. But what's realer is life. You know what I'm saying? What's realer is real life. And like all of that's been great and it's all been fun. And it's all been something that I really desire to do greatly. Like, so I'm glad that I my ambition took me that far. I didn't, you know, I started this shit in the in my living room, and I was like, yo, if I can get anywhere close to like certain milestones of people who I saw doing live podcasts and so on and so forth, I'd be super happy. I took it way further than that. And now, you know, I feel like I've built something that not only deserves and I want to give my attention, but it's something that requires the attention and the dedication that, you know, I'm willing to bring to this project. But it's only going to happen through some very concentrated and and sometimes painful you know what i'm saying um situations and i tell you that's that's another interesting thing about what's been going on recently in my life like a lot of transition so while i'm dealing with you know all of this with my grandma like i said we knew grandma was nearing the end of her journey here on this planet and um you knew we knew she was gonna be transitioning soon. Like she got to spend every moment up until the last day really in her house. I saw her the day before she left us, you know, gave her a hug. She was present, she was in the right mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, all I mean that's what you that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. No pain, none of that. But it made you realize, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit is real, things change. I'm I'm almost 40 years old. I had this lady my whole life, she's not here no more. My mom's almost 70, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had your mom 70 years, but then one day, one day, you might not, and you have to be prepared for the eventuality and also be able to handle these type of transitions in the best way possible. So while that happened, like, I'm also experiencing another transition with my friend group, you know what I'm saying? Cats who I grew up with, cats who I've been down with for like 20 plus years. I wake up one day and just due to uh, a, an epiphany, and, and it's not just like a sudden epiphany, it's like a, a transactional situation gone wrong and uh, a situation that shouldn't be above a phone call or be above a conversation. You know, you see it devolve so crazily, and you're like, damn, these are my friends. Like, this is my nigga since, you know, elementary school. And, this is how we move it? And you realize that, damn, you know, you just might have outgrown motherfuckers. You just might have outgrown, motherfuckers, and, and, and you got to be okay with that. I have never in my life, like, you know, been somebody who you could say was like disloyal. No, nah, my friends is my friends to the to the core. Like, if I'm in the party, if you my friend, fuck that. I'm trying to get you in. If I got a plate, you can get some of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you my man, you my man. We, whatever is for me is for you as well. And... I'm waking up realizing that, hey, maybe that's not quite as much the case as I thought. And sometimes I feel like it's sad. Like, damn, did I have to be almost 40 years old to have this fucking realization? But then other times I realize, nah, yo, this this is important. These are important talks to have with yourself. And not only important talk to have with yourself, but important realizations to have. Because, um, hey, man, I got, a, I got a family, you know what I'm saying? Like, my son is getting bigger, you know what I'm saying? We, Our family is expanding and growing, and you want things. You have to be ambitious. And when you realize you're holding on to the past, it, it's, it makes you understand that, like, am I holding on to this and sacrificing what I want? You know, what I really, really want for what I'm desperately gripping on to keeping on a hold of having. And when you think about it, a lot of times, you don't even have it as as tightly as you think you do. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing, man. It's it's been been emotional. I can't front. I'm fucking hurt. I'm like, God. Dog, I thought we was... I thought it was lit. I thought that was my boys. I thought we would never have arguments or situations. And, And we have had, like... Moments in our lives, years in our lives, when we haven't spoken for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't never really no beef shit. It was just more like, you know, lives go in different directions, and that's great. But to, to have, like, fallings out amongst your peoples, you know what I'm saying? I usually try to avoid them type of situations. And, like, I think that that perhaps was one of the things that was working in my detriment, trying to avoid those type of situations. That is not a reality. Sun Tzu once said, it's no postponing a war. It's only, you know, it's no, pardon me, it's no avoiding a war. It's only postponing it or delaying it to one's disadvantage. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't gain advantage or you don't gain, you know, leverage by avoiding doing the necessary, which is going to war sometimes with, you know, not necessarily with outside entities, but with yourself, with the, the bullshit that you hold closely. Because I realized that, like, yo, perhaps we was all friends because we was on similar levels of bullshit. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Perhaps we was doing the same type of fuckery. And, like, instead of helping each other, helping people is very, very different from enabling people. They are the same thing, essentially. Assisting. But... Assisting in a positive way is helping. Assisting in a negative way is enabling. And sometimes we are not aware of the fact that we're enablers. And sometimes we're not aware of the fact we're being enabled by certain people. And you wake up and you be like, damn, yo, I got to do I gotta do different shit. Like this is actually these relationships are enabling me to be a worse version of myself than I, you know, than I need to be. And that's just, you know, untenable at a certain point. When you get to a certain point, you want certain things in your life. You can't even allow that type of energy to, to infiltrate what you fucking doing. Like, nah, yo. And when you stand up for yourself or when you take a stance and you put the, the, you draw that line in the stand and say like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not rocking like that no more. Then you see, oh shit. Wow. I guess we wasn't tight as we, we thought we was. I guess we was. I guess our relationships was about enabling one another, or or being emotional crutches to one another at times when we would have been more well served by you know determination, motivation, assist, support, things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. Like trust me, all of this shit. I'm as much as like I feel away about it from a personal standpoint. I understand that it's all just a part of life. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, no, nobody meant me any harm. Nobody was trying to assassinate me, kill me. No, it was just, yo, fuck it. That's, you know, this is what you allow. This is what you allow to happen. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you're moving in a certain direction, like, since I've, have been super invested in this core report. Like I'm not even gonna hold y'all motherfuckers. 70 some odd episodes, probably, like at least 60 something episodes within these last three to four months. I'm impressed with me. So whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whenever I decide not to do it or however that works or has worked in the past, it's been been because I've been trying to manage this, this output flow because I want to do something so badly. You get into like that manic mode. Y'all I'm just doing this shit uh, every day. Come by. the news, Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's great. That's dope. Trust me. It's, it's been a great ride. But in order to sustain it, you got to manage it. You know what I'm saying? You can't go to the gym every day and max out. Some days you got to rest. Some days you got to, you know, do some fucking yoga. Maybe you got to stretch. You know, maybe today's leg day. You know what I'm saying? Let's do things a little bit differently. But, you know, when you find yourself trying to regiment your life in that kind of way in order to further your goals or advance yourself, then you find that the people who were in your life who uh, more existed on the opposite side of that, like, they don't have any interest in doing those things with you, but they have all the interest in doing the things that prevented you from doing those things with you. When you find that, you find those people on that, you find that balance in your life, then you start reacting to that shit differently. And then you start... You know, dealing with that stimuli differently, and when it comes across, it comes across. You know how it comes across. You're dedicated to your mission. You want some different shit. You grown. Not talk about that shit no more. Not doing that anymore. Nah, I can't. I can't come through that. You know what I'm saying? I can't pull up around that. I, I can't be. I can't be on that anymore. Oh yeah. You know, nah, nah. All right. Cool. If that's your response, then bad. I know how you moving. If your response is, oh, yeah, bet," all right, well, then maybe, hey, maybe I'll catch you at the gym sometime, or maybe I'll catch you on, you know, on, on in the library or whatever the case may be sometime, you know what I'm saying? That's when you know that people is moving with, you know, your interest in heart as a person and as like, you know, just as, as a growing, evolving entity and someone who's they desire to maintain a contact with in their life, regardless of what, that person is evolving or growing into it's all about growth man it's all about you know taking things to a different space and with growth it's 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 interesting like that should just growth i won't say equals death but growth involves and requires death like when snakes grow they shed their skin that skin which is the largest organ on any living thing's body. The skin is a real organ, but now this this incarnation of that skin is dead. You got to shed that shit, you know what I'm saying? And like, I'm looking at even Instagram as a platform. Like, I love the fact that like so many people have checked out these Instagram lives and all of that and have peeped these shows, you know what I'm saying? I, I hope this shit is still recording because like I said, I got the camera facing to the back. So I just wanna really just concentrate on what it is that I'm saying. Like, I love the fact that people have peeped this on Instagram and so on and so forth. But like the level of investment that you have to have in anything that goes on Instagram is fucking minimal at best. Like, I already understand. I don't give a fuck about of the shit that happens on Instagram, for real. 10% of the time, that 10% of the time that I see something valuable or that I learn something, it is super valuable. It's so valuable to me, in fact, that I'm asking myself, why the fuck is it on Instagram? Like, yo, we need to, this needs to be amplified and, and it needs to be something that's, you know, larger and bigger and it needs to just, it just needs, you know, more. You know what I'm saying? I see some people who have maximized this platform much to their personal gain. See, that's the thing. I'm not trying to be a fucking influencer. I don't give a fuck about, I don't ever want a Fashion Nova deal. I mean, whatever, for whatever it is worth, hey, Jameson has given me enough trinkets. I'm cool. I don't even want a check. I would be insulted by the check at this point in time from any alcohol brand. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not an investment in what you're doing. That is an actual payoff for the millions or whatever it is that they have, which, that you have bought them, and it's a very tiny percentage of what they their net gain is based on your creative or your influential output. So for me, with the news, it's a passion project, it's a labor of love because the payoff for this is people being more well informed. That's it. I, I don't have to have as many stupid-ass conversations. I, I mean, maybe that's selfish, but I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. Like, my whole thing is that we all have to make this thing make sense for our society, our world at large. Like, yo, what are you giving back to, you know, the place that you come from, the world that you inhabit? Because, hey, I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways to make money. I've participated in most of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I've tried to make a lot of money in a lot of different ways and it's worked out. It hasn't worked out. But the thing about all of that is, is that if you don't have a real game plan for what you want to do with your life, like if you're not, you know, say I want to buy some land. I want to build a house. I want to have this college fund to take care of my children's education. I want to, you know, purchase certain things that are going to, you know be residual income, like a truck or something like that. I've seen a lot of uh, stories about people buying, you know, cab, semi-cab trucks recently and, you know, doing starting delivery and trucking um, agencies. I think that's brilliant because, you know, right now we are in the delivery economy, but don't let me get sidetracked with the news. This shit about me. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm saying is that like all of those type of things. Like, you know, if you don't have a mission, if you don't have a purpose, then doing a lot of things or, or, or pretending or appearing busy is often detrimental. You know what I'm saying? So I am trying to shed or not trying to, I am shedding all of that, you know, pretense of being fake busy and all this, that and the third, to be, you know, really honed in and locked into a particular thing. Now, talking about that particular thing, This particular thing that I've chosen to be locked into at this current moment is, yo, it's something totally different. Like, if you don't know, if you watch this show, you don't know me, or if you watch this show, you don't know who I am and whatever, a little bit about me, I have dead ass been a barber, like a professional barber, like among, and all the shit that comes with being a barber, times two, (coughs) all... The, all of my professional adult working life. Like, you know what I'm saying? I never had a job, a, a resume. I never felt an application. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? And and I've pretty much raised a, a 13-year-old person. I've managed to take many, many trips. I, I have a passport. I've been all over these good United States. I, I managed to eat every day or at least every other day for, you know what I'm saying? Like, the majority of my professional career is shit. And it's like, I realized at a certain point that like, okay, cutting hair, it was a way to make a living, a way to continue a lifestyle. And that was cool because I was at the time very dedicated to that lifestyle, as opposed to having any kind of goal, like, I don't, you know, I wanna own a barbershop per se, even though I ended up owning one. I don't wanna fucking, you know what I'm saying, like become somebody's celebrity barber or anything, per se, even though I've done plenty of that. I never really had a particular goal other than to continue living the way I was living, which was pretty cool. Like, I had good times, you know what I'm saying? I wore a lot of nice sneakers and jeans and all that cool shit took my son wherever he needed to go. Even had some money left over to, you know, smoke pretty good weed all the time. Like, all those little silly ass goals, you know what I'm saying? Not to say they were silly ass goals. They were good. It was it was fine. All the time at the time it was very important. All of the things that I did to, you know, establish having a home, establish having a career, paying my licensings and and just and developing a skill, a trade, knowing how to do something and doing it every day. Like that was that's a real thing. But now, yo, I want to be a media. Okay, sue me. Doug, I don't want to cut hair anymore. It's, it's just that. I, I feel I feel and have felt over the years very trapped. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, all right, cool. I'm good at this. I, I got good at this. I, I got mad clients. I got mad business going. But at the end of the day, like, I feel very compelled to do other things, but I'm not really allowed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's the, the business won't give you a break. The business of cutting hair There's always going to be somebody. There's people on my phone every day asking about haircuts. You know what I'm saying? And even though I need money, I cannot just be hot to it about any haircut because I know that I I need to focus my energy on what it is that I'm trying to do. Because if I get back into that hustle mode, then I'm going to just be back in that hustle mode. Fam, I cut here for 20 years. I never got a drop of retirement. I ain't paid a dollar into Social Security. I don't have a lick of 401k, a lick of health insurance, none of that for me. You know what I'm saying? Nah. I paid I paid my little money and made sure I could keep Zaire's shit up the way I could. Paid the little money, like the the whatever money it is that we gotta pay as a family to make sure that the baby gets everything she possibly needs in the spectrum of healthcare. Like thank God there haven't been no emergencies or nothing, nothing crazy. We, you know, we making it. But the reality of life in America is that is an untenable situation. You can't roll like that. You can't build like that. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, maybe it took me a little too long to figure that out, but who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? That's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the end of the day, I'm glad that I'm in a space where I have perfected the skill that, you know, took me this far. You know, I can do a fucking fade in my sleep. And now I have enough energy and enough intellectual capacity. And I've gained enough from those transactions, at least internally, you know, externally, you know, I didn't walk away with anything else. Listen, the most money I ever got to walk away from the barbershop with was pre-COVID. I swear. Like, yo, I've made $100,000 doing that in a year. And I don't know. I couldn't tell you where any of that money is. But I know I went to Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? I definitely went to Art Boswell, I definitely went to Everyday People's twice. Made in America. I, you know, I couldn't tell you where all the money is, but I got dope pictures in the camera roll. At the end of the day, what I'm telling you is when you get to a, a little bit further down the road, that shit don't matter as much. Now, what matters is, you know, I'm trying to build a deck on the house, you know. I would love to have a studio in a place that I live so, you know, they can have the cafeteria, classroom, dining room table <laughs> set up I got going on here. Look at these colored pencils, man! This shit's crazy. <laughs> it's out of control. But this is my life, and I'm okay with that, you know what I'm saying? Because I know who I am, and I, and I know where I'm going. But... You know what I'm saying? It's about like sticking to the mission. It's about just staying focused. It's about staying focused. So with that being said, even, like, I'm looking for work. Like, and we're looking for work <laughs> in the realm of media. I I keep on be I'm on a lot of shit. I'm looking on LinkedIn. I'm like, yeah, let me, you know, apply for this. Oh, you know, digital content. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of that. But then I look at my resume or I look at my cover letter and it's like, yo, really, literally, I've been doing something for 20 years that I'd have to write a book to explain to you the amount of shit that I've learned and the amount of things that I've come to master as a man, as a as a businessman, as a a servant, as, you know what I'm saying, as a boss as all of these different capacities that I've had to float through in this career, but none of that shit look good on a resume. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't tell people that I, I'm specialize in, you know, moving drug addicts along with peaceful to peaceful resolutions in places of business. I don't know if that's a really a marketable skill, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know it is, but you can't put that shit on a um, on a resume, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm seeking, I'm seeking employment, like, I'm humbly right now, like, I guess, and I think it's, this is good that I had this camera turned this way, it takes me a little bit more to be humble, you know, super duper humble, should I say, and I, I'm not even arrogant, but I am prideful, so I know that, like, that pride thing has gotten in the way a long time in my, you know, professional development, my personal development, but, um, You know, like, yo, I am humbly, like, seeking employment in the realm of media, in the realm of research, in the realm of intellectual stimulation, period. But even more so than that, I would like something that would be intellectual stimulating and give me an opportunity to grow. But even if it was something entry-level where I'm on some everybody's favorite movie all of a sudden, Spook Who Sat By The Door shit... Where I'm just, you know, in a in a position to, hey, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm just wiping down the halls at NPR, my nigga. I, I'm minding my business. All of a sudden, I come out with the, you know, the number one show. A year, two, three, ten years later, whatever. There's a plan here. There's a a goal here. But in order to do any of that, there's two major components. One, the first one is most important in in America. Financing. We have to finance the revolution. The guy used to always say that to me. He used to say, Yo, man, you know, you could talk all this God body shit. We could definitely build on the 5% nation and understand the sun, moon, and stars and all of that. We can build on that. But if we don't have the means to finance the revolution, the revolution is already lost. It's already over. I got you. I feel that. And in this particular country, in this particular economy, Financing, currency, these those concepts, they aren't as egalitarian as people might want to pretend it is like like this is all this is not a level playing field like everybody can't get money in America like everybody does not need to be an entrepreneur everybody does not need to be selling houses and flipping real estate and all of that bullshit that a lot of people get on Instagram every day and say yo if you do, you know just buy some stocks nigga buy Tesla nigga Tesla crashed crittashed. i seen niggas out here talking about they was buying astons cuz their portfolio was looking lit that shit is in the floor stop it you know what i'm saying you can't buy your way out of this you can't buy liberation You can finance a movement, though. You can finance the struggle. That's what it's about. The U.S. does that. You know what I'm saying? Again, not to get sidetracked with news, but the United States has a history of financing counterinsurgencies. They're not trying to go take it over. That's not not the way that the game is played. We're not just trying to take it. We're trying to get y'all to take it. We will finance your movement. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how this thing works. You can't just buy, take, steal. You have to progress towards these things. So finance is the first, first piece of the equation. And the second piece of the equation, which is what we're all about over here, which is what the core report is here for, education, period. This is an educational program, B. This shit should be on PBS. This shit should be on national public television. Because this is an educational program. This should be sponsored by users and viewers and listeners like you. You know what I mean? Because this is for the people. Like, straight up and down. I mean, I'm doing this because I believe that if we continue to be controlled and dominated by the news cycle as it exists now, then we'll never make any substantive movement towards true liberation or true advancement because we're focused on the wrong things if they can't you have to understand that by seeing uh, diverting your attention daily to trump and biden or the coronavirus facts and figures you subliminally think that these are the most important things in the world when they're fucking not they're not even close like, bro, you do not have as much control over the American electoral system as you would dare believe, yo. Voter die, nigga, you was dying anyway. All right. So at the end of the day, I understand Americans preoccupation with the symbolism of symbolism, excuse me, of voting and participating in the electoral cop um, process. But the fact of the matter is, is that you can't vote for motherfuckers if you not educated. Who are you voting for? You, don't, you can't vote for an alderman if you don't know what an alderman does. You can't vote for a judge if you don't know what a judge does, much less make an intelligent vote on what a judge does. If you haven't ever read a legal opinion, where are you getting your information from? Who And that you know where you're supposed to get your information from? The press. But what do they do? What do we do? Sit around and talk about bullshit all day. Trump this, Biden that, Pompeo this, Russia that. Like, listen, none of that shit really, really matters, Gee, Like, I, and, and that's the biggest thing about me doing this show. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? I, I know that the news can be heavy for other people, but it's not. For me, I understand that the things that make people feel that, that people wrap the most emotion around are not the things that they have the impact over the things that people tend to emote over the things that they have the least impact over the things that people could actually have the most impact over that affect them the most intimately. They tend to ignore straight up ignore because it's like, yo, I'd rather concentrate on the larger problems of the world than look at the micro, even the nano problems that exist within my own ecosystem, within my own world, within my own life. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, we just have a, a cycle, a repetitive cycle of that shit. And that's like, like I said, yo, the, the mission over here is education. If I could just get you to think about this shit in a different way, if I can just get you to glance at this shit in a different light, then perhaps you'll ask some different questions. Perhaps you'll look to some different entities for answers. Nobody in their right mind should be looking to Kamala Harris for answers. Kamala Harris is a career politician. That's what these people do, you know what I'm saying? What you should be doing and what you should be looking at, you should be studying the counterinsurgencies, the revolutionaries, and so on and so forth, because it is very obvious that the system that we function in has some flaws. It has some, some, some quirks that it needs to work out. Perhaps some of the people who were champions of these other systems that have not been adopted at large by the United States of America had some good ideas. If we weren't living in such a xenophobic, jangoistic place where it's just like, fuck it. We right is right and that's what we say it is, then perhaps we couldn't entertain these these different thoughts. And that's the problem. Like this country was founded on the thought that we could, but the reality is much, much different. The reality is two parties, left, right, you know, red, blue, right? This is bullshit. Like, there's a lot there's a lot of nuance in there. And there's a lot of content. There's a lot of content there. So, we got the finance. We got the education. That's what this content is about. And that's what this is all about over here. You know what I'm saying? Just doing, doing good content, man. Like, yo, just doing these shows, man. Every now and again, I have to do a show like this. Just to let niggas know, like, I'm a real person. Like, I don't... You know, I can come on here and laugh about Lukashenko and all of that shit every day and talk to you about how ridiculous 45 is and all of that, but I'm I'm affected. I'm a, I'm almost 40 years old. Chabot Bozeman fucking died. He's 43. I'm affected by that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my grandma passed. I'm affected by that. You know what I'm saying? Quinn's passing. I'm, I'm affected by that. All of these things, you know, break up to who I am as a, as a person. And it also... Equals into why I do the broadcast the way that I do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we understand who Anderson Cooper is. Even on a very cursory, like, media-packaged way. He's a, a rich, liberal-leaning, gay, white male. We know who Don Lemon is. He is a fucking gay black male. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know who Chris Cuomo is. He's an Italian- former son of a politician, political dynasty, with a family. We know who these people are. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I think in the streets, if you're not on the level where you can get a media package, you can get everybody to put it together for you, you just gotta remind niggas. <laughs> just gotta remind people. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. Like, I just gotta remind y'all I've been doing this podcast shit for a minute. I care. We cash money, we care. You know what I'm saying? I give a fuck. Like, I wouldn't even do this shit for as long as I did if I didn't care. And I know for a fact that, at the end of the day, I can be proud of all the content that I produce because it was produced from a space of caring. It's not produced from a space of, oh, I was trying to cash out on this, or, oh, I thought this was going to hit, or, oh, I thought this was going to be the lick. Nah, fuck it. It's just evolved into, like, a more narrow focus, a more tighter tighter uh, fist, you know? you know what I mean? So... That's like, that's what this is about. It's about this content. And like I said, this shit is about ambition as well, just to kind of like cap it all off. It's about ambition. It's about wanting things. It's about wanting to do something, wanting to do something well, wanting to do something that you feel like is important for your community. Just wanting things. Like with my friends, like, or, you know, guys I'm around, it fucked me up at a certain level when I realized. Like, damn, niggas actually don't want anything. Niggas are actually okay with having a few things that come their way, but they don't aggressively want anything. And that's ridiculous to me. I got other friends of mine who aggressively wanted things and aggressively do want things, and they have allowed those things to bring abundance to their life, to manifest better days for themselves. And I admire that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I count myself among their ranks, but I feel like the, the the disconnect is the fact that they were quicker than I was to disassociate themselves from those who didn't have the same goals. I felt like I could hang around niggas and just be exemplary. No, that's not true. You know what I'm saying? You have to actually focus. We, you, you are, Your network is your network. You know what I'm saying? Your crew is you. You know what I mean? Don't bullshit. Know that. Your crew is you. You know what I'm saying? So understand what you're about. Understand what you want to do. Understand, hey, man, if your crew ain't you, if you noticing that, you might need to just be alone. Fortunately for me, man, I got family. My crew is my family. It always has been and always will be. You know what I'm saying? Like I love that Drake song. I've been listening to it a lot recently. Like that all of my lessons be friends the friends that I don't have anymore. I guess that's what they say you need your family for. Because I can't depend on you anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I shouldn't depend on you. Like, it's a, all, it's a double-sided, it's a double-edged story. You shouldn't be de- dependent. They shouldn't be dependent. Like Ho said, nobody will fall because everyone is going to be each other's crest. Everybody's standing up tall. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. And nobody's going to fall because everybody's standing tall. It's not that if one falls, oh, We got you. Like, you're not going to fall because we all standing tall. That's the crew. The crew is you, man. You know what I'm saying? This is ambition. So, uh, with that being said, man, I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish my little, you know, personal gut cleansing run. I, I feel great. I'm not even going to front. I, this is great. Shout out to DC, Hillcrest Health, too. Shout out to everybody who responded to me. One day I was on Twitter and I just said I was spiraling. And I was implied that I needed some mental health services. And I believe it was Geronimo, my man Uptown Just, a few people reached out to me and, you know, gave me some resources. And one of those panned out to the point where, you know, I have somebody like that calls and checks on me and that also is willing to extend to me resources to actively improve what it is that I'm going through. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the shit I want to be. I love that. I, I, I like being involved in that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm looking at, like, now, you know, how asking for help is changing my life. And I'm learning to put this these decades of being the proudest, poorest person <laughs> that I know And I, boy, put them into being a much more humble, but yet much more fulfilled person. So with that being the case, like, yo, like this project, it's not just about, like, the financials. Like, yes, it is the financials. But it's like, you know, there's things that I need. There's things I need help with. There's things that I would. There's things that I would. I know that there's people that want to help, ways that they would like to support. Um, I'm going to post. This equipment list, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's not crazy expensive. It's just a few things that I need to help me get off the ground with this live streaming, not experiment. Because what that's what I've been doing, if you haven't been noticing. I've been doing this for the last four months on Instagram for free. It's practice. I know that live streamers get paid a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching the eSport tournaments. I've seen what Twitch goes. A shout out to my man Jerome Baker the 3rd I've seen Jerome getting busy on Twitch with the subscribers and with the cheers, with the bits, with all of that, with the support, with the real-life investment in him as a creator. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's what I'm into. Like, you don't have to be on Instagram, you know, spilling your guts and shit where people are invested in you as a creator, you know what I mean, like for real, like some people are invested in people as personalities, so therefore they have to get on Instagram every day and and bullshit and cry and let everybody see like all the silliness or, or just keep people entertained, you know what I'm saying, what we're doing here is we're creating something and if you like what we're creating, we could use, we need, we need your support, you know what I'm saying, in order to keep creating it. Because, hey, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I am going to take care of these these folks in here, these these underage folks and, and this lady who I love. Like, we going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? But I want to keep the mission going. And I want to know that, like, what I'm doing has a larger uh, growth potential for not just myself, but for everybody involved. Yo, I would love to be able to hire some young reporters, hire some great graphic artists, hire some great, you know, cameramen. You know what I'm saying? I see my man Nick out here, man, doing his thing, killing it for uh, Showtime, the circus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to hire Nick with all of his production expertise and bring that level of expertise to our program. We're going to make the circus, but it's going to be really. It's going to be the zoo. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make that shit. Fuck the zoo. It's going to be the safari. It's We're going to be outside. Outside with it. But, you know, these are my goals. These are my big dreams. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is it starts with a single gesture. It starts with a single understanding. And my single, my singular understanding at this moment is that I just need to ask. So I'm asking. You know what I'm saying? I need that level of help, that level of investment. I'm not reading comments right now, but if you do got something that you want to tell me, or if you feel like you could be of assistance in any way, either financially or just pointing me in the direction of, say, investors, pitch, whatever. You know, I know I told y'all this. Let's share an L with you. I told y'all, um, I applied for, you know, a grant or whatever, a couple of, a few, mo- a month or so ago, or whatever. Um, unfortunately I was, you know, not one of the people picked, you know what I'm saying? You you know what I'm saying? But that's like the second time I've been rejected for that particular grant. But I mean, Hey, I might try a third time. Who knows? But what I'm saying is that, you know, you got to just keep on trying that shit happened. I, I, cool. I'm gonna keep it moving. And all the effort that I put into developing that pitch and putting that, you know, out there. I believe that I can still use that, and I believe that effort doesn't necessarily have to equal wasted effort. So you know, it's just all about growth. Like I said, man, I'm gonna post this equipment list. You know, I'm a um. We just want to see, cause hey, all you you, you can't you miss a hundred percent of the shots you want to take. And I never ask nobody for shit. I've been on some crazy stupid independent shit for probably too long, like. Just out here trying to, you know, make the world out of, you know, doing haircuts and, you know, having some hustle or having a little bit of G. Grandma always said I was the best talker she ever met in her life. And, you know, I'm, I'm taking that with you, Grandma. I don't think nobody ever took my title from you. So I'm taking that title and I'm going to take that out into the world. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to use that energy because, uh, you know, we got things to do. So I want to really, you know, be... Very conscious about it. Be very deliberate about it. And, you know, just put that out into the world, man. So, uh, yeah, man. Finish the podcast for the night. I'm, gra- I'm grateful that I got to get this off. Tomorrow, if you guys care, we're back to the news. We're back on it. I got a whole gang of stories that I swear we've been... Yo, oh, my God. Everything that's been happening... The levels of foolishness that are contained in it are so deep and nuanced that I'm glad I took a little bit of time so that things could play out the way they have and we can really earnestly get after this shit. So I'm ready to go back and do the news tomorrow. I'm feeling charged up. and feeling re-energized. I'm glad I got to do this show. I'm glad I got to get these things off. Like I said, I'm not going to be a jerk and ask. I'm also going to be real and be super thankful Thank you to my brother, DC Sound Freak, for hitting me off with the Electro Voice mic. Man, thank you to g for telling me that I own a DSLR and I need to actually use it and telling me I need to get this these capture cards and so on and so forth. I'm going to be calling all of y'all about this tech advice soon. well Twitch, YouTube streams, subscriber platforms, that's where this is going. It's going up. Because, hey, if I've been doing this shit for 10 years and I only got... Three subscribers, then you might be right. I should probably stop, but I don't think that that's the way I'm going to go. I don't think that the way that's the way this is going to go. We got we got something here, y'all. So uh, yeah, man. Everybody always remember things work out the best for those that make the best of the things work out. Or the way that things work out. Wifey and the baby over there reading books. Try to put her to bed so we can uh, get caught up on Lovecraft Country so I can, you know, tell y'all what I think of this shit. Finally, we're going to do a lot more content. A lot more content, yo. I'm glad to take these breaks to get right back to it. Again, it's The Core Report. Black Broadway presents The Core Report. I love you all, man. Appreciate you all. Thank you so much for every, every listen, every minute, every second of your time. Appreciate you. That's how we do it. Peace.